This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Friday night. It's the preview show. It's the No Nay Never podcast. Hello and welcome to the preview show brought to you by the No Nay Never podcast listeners. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. I am back. Um, following my little mini absence last week where uh, Statman Dave was very happily joined by producer Matt who stepped in for me while I was shooping my way down the French Alps. Um, I am of course joined as ever by the headliner himself Dave Statman Roberts. Dave hello I missed you last week. Hello, Natalie. We missed you. Me and uh, me and Matt managed to uh, muddle through without you. Yeah I don't like it when you you get to do things without me. It makes me feel like I'm surplus to requirements but no you you did you did a grand job in my absence and uh matt's getting very good at stepping in so thanks matt we do love you lots um now of course obviously while i was away was um i was was doing the same as what our players were dave and i was having a a midwinter break and 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 getting away from football for a while uh we obviously missed the football it was a bit of a weird one that saturday with not having a game and not having any fa cup or internationals to watch um but we more than made up for it for that fantastic win down at Southampton. Did you go down, Dave? Uh, I wasn't down at Southampton, no. But uh, it, was a, it was a really, really good win. Where mm. one, one of those where you know a, a really difficult game with the conditions, getting the early goal helped, and uh, yeah, fantastic result in the end. And uh, really, really pleased for uh, Matty Vidra getting that wonderful goal, uh, the winner. Yeah, definitely. It was. I don't think there's many Burnley fans who are anything other than absolutely delighted for him. His little face lit up, didn't it? Um, but I think that, I don't know if you feel the same way, but we talk, certainly talked about this in the main show, Dave. Like 34 points, a couple of wins now, you think he'll do it? Be safe at 40? Yeah, I think there's there's so many teams down there that they aren't all going to get up to 40 points. So I think it's one of those where, I mean, it, it depends on how the ones in the bottom three how much they struggle. Yeah. I mean, West Ham, again, they, they seem to be struggling. A win against Bournemouth on Saturday, which we obviously we're going to uh, come on to talk about, uh, that'll make a huge difference because if we get yeah. the three points, it's three points that they aren't getting. Um, exactly. And that'll, that'll apply for quite a lot of games for the running as well. So we can do ourselves a favour, uh, obviously by getting points and, and pushing on to 40 and hopefully beyond. But also that has a, a, an effect on the other teams, uh, keeping them back as well. 
Yeah, we often talk about this through the season and I must say it's only in the last sort of 18 months or so that I've started to come to understand this and it's something that my other half taught me very much. I was just blindly going along in the Premier League with, you know, oh, a win's a win and if you get a bonus win against Manchester City, for example, then it's fine, you're still on the same points. But what I hadn't fully got my head around was if you've got a... Um, I guess, an away game at Manchester City and then a home game to Aston Villa, you're much better losing the City game and beating Villa than losing against Villa and beating City because, of yeah. course, you're quite right, Dave, it's it's, it's stopping those those points at the bottom, isn't it? And it's, it's keeping them down there. So, um, yeah, I, I agree with you, Dave. I think I've been bleating on a lot this season about how I think you need 40 points to survive, but... Uh, whilst that's because of a lot of the, the points that are cascading down, you're quite right. Looking at some of the like poor performances that are down at the bottom now, um, you know, not all of them are going to get to forty. So you might be right. It might we might already be uh, pretty much you know one win might actually do it. Um, well, let's move on. Let's have a quick look. We've got a couple of housekeeping matters, I think, haven't we, before we move on to look at last week's quiz answer. Um, an extra stat? Are you giving up? But if you're sitting on our show notes, are you giving our listeners a bonus stat this week? Well, you tell me often I put them in the stat of the week, so I thought I'd try and sneak them in up here as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, in, in, I've got no control <laughs> over you, Dave. <laughs> you try your best, but mm, yeah. Um, the, the interesting stat about the um, Burnley's uh, recent run is that we've actually been uh, televised. Seven of our last eight Premier League matches were selected for live broadcast in the UK. So it's going to be a welcome change to get back to a Saturday 3pm kickoff at Turf Moor this weekend. That's kind of, a, I think, an unprecedented run. Seven out of eight matches. Obviously, there were cup games in between, but the Premier League matches, seven out of eight were uh, were televised. I think it was four on BT, two on Sky and one on Amazon. That was from Boxing Day up until Southampton last Saturday. Oh, well, you know what? You can have that bonus stat. That is a good bonus stat. I'll have that good. one. Um and also, there's some housekeeping that you need to correct. You're talking about you and Matt muddling through. No, it's not a correction. Yeah, not, not a correction Ooh. as such. We, we were discussing the um, uh, consecutive appearances. That one of the, I think, the stat of the week that I uh, I, I put in last week was regarding uh, Ben Mee and James Tarkovsky. They were playing their fiftieth consecutive Premier League match together at the weekend. Uh, assume, well, it was in advance. We assumed they both would play, and and, and they did. They both played the full game. Um, and also the fact that Ben Mee had made 64 consecutive appearances. Matt questioned me. I didn't know the answer at the time, what the record was for uh, consecutive appearances. We, we limited it to outfield players because I think uh, goalkeepers uh, tend to, uh, to to keep their players a lot better. Um, I did check on this. I said um, last week I would come back with the answer. Um, <clears throat> 164 consecutive Premier League appearances were made by Frank Lampard. So he holds the Premier League record. Uh, but of course, football did exist before 1992. <laughs> and apparently the all-time record in English league football for an outfield player is 375 consecutive league appearances by Tranmere Rovers centre-half Harold Bell from 1946 to 1955. So that one's going to take some beating, I think. Excellent. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll uh, yeah, I'll definitely uh, keep an eye out on that. That's uh, that is some status. That a hundred and what did you say? It was three hundred and seventy-five consecutive appearances. Three hundred and seventy-five. Oh, that's yeah. impressive. Um, excellent. Well, before obviously again, we, we now move on to to previewing the Bournemouth game. We have, of course, the quiz question. Um, I don't even know what last week's quiz was. I haven't even listened into the preview show yet. So, um, let's see what I you. know. I'm so sorry. I've just got back. I'm sorry. I'll do it after this. 
I promised Dave. Um, so the quiz question that you asked our listeners last week was, in April 2009, Burnley was striving for a playoff place and earned a point in a 2-2 draw at Southampton. The Saints were leading 2-1 in the second half when Brian Jensen saved a penalty. But which Burnley player scored the Clarets' equalising goal just five minutes after the penalty save? Um, I would not remember this at all, Dave. What was the, the, the answer? Uh, the correct answer was perhaps a player you wouldn't expect to be scoring too many goals. It was actually defender Clark Carlisle. Oh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have guessed that for sure. Well, there you go. But it was an important point for us. We got a, a valuable point on the uh, running and away point down at Southampton. Yeah, Clark Carlisle was the correct answer. Excellent. So did any of our listeners get that right? Uh, we had quite a few, yeah. On Twitter, we we tend to post the um, the question on Twitter now as well. Get people uh, responding to that. We had um, RGT, uh, Andy Burnley FC, and Anthony Neal all replied with the correct answer to that reminder we posted on Twitter. And of course, we also had some correct answers for some of our quiz regulars, uh, John Robertson, Rob Thomas, and Peter Jones were all in touch, and they all had the correct answer as well. Of course they were. Of course they got it right. They answer every week and they always get it right. I think I think you're right. I think at the end of this season we need to have a, a what's it called, a champion of champions a quiz, quiz off. off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, let's get that sorted, Dave. Um, well, of course, listen in, guys, because at the end of this week's show, when we close off, we will be giving you another quiz question to test your Claret's knowledge ready for next week. Opposition Stats. But without further ado, let's have a look at this week's opposition. And we are, of course, at home, Saturday the 22nd of February at 3 o'clock, a good old-fashioned 3 o'clock Saturday kickoff. And we are at home to Bournemouth. Now, of course, we are in the second part of the season, so we have already played Bournemouth once. So, Dave, why don't you kick off by letting our listeners know what's happened since we last met? Uh, well, it's just nine weeks since we last played uh, Bournemouth. The reverse fixture down there, that was just before Christmas. And we grabbed a timely three points from a match which looked like it was heading for a goalless draw, if you remember. However, uh, substitute Jay Rodriguez was in the right place at the right time. And he grabbed a late winner in the 89th minute. And rather like ourselves, Bournemouth had a, a poor Christmas period and starts the new year. They've been on a bad run before that as well. Uh, but recent wins against Brighton and also Aston Villa have helped them to get out of the bottom three, but only just. Yeah, they are still struggling a bit, aren't they? Um, so what about Bur- the heaviest Burnley defeat then at Turf Moor? Uh, that's quite an easy one to do because Bournemouth have only ever won one match at Turf Moor, so by definition, that's their biggest win. Um, it was by a score of 2-1. Uh, it was the final match of the 2017-18 season. And although the result was of little consequence to Burnley, uh, as we'd already confirmed seventh position and a place in the Europa League qualifying round. Excellent. So what about the Burnley's biggest win then at Turf Moor? Oh, we've got an impressive one for this. Ooh. Burnley's biggest win over the Cherries was way back in January 1966. Uh, back then, they were known as Bournemouth and Boscombe Athletic. And the two teams were drawn to play each other in the third round of the FA Cup. Um, after the, a 1-1 draw on the South Coast on the Saturday, the replay took place at Turf Moor on the Tuesday. And Burnley were comfortable winners by seven goals to nil. Andy Lockhead scored five of the goals, with Willie Irvin and Gordon Harris also scoring a goal apiece. Yeah, I'd take that on Saturday, wouldn't you, Dave? No, seven. seven. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, well, the next two questions, I believe this week we can combine together. Uh, we can cover both with one answer. So we've got Burnley's last win and last season's meeting. 
Uh, yeah, four nil home win over Bournemouth in 2018-19 last season uh, was one of the few bright spots in a difficult first half of the season. Uh, the match took place in September 2018 and featured Matty Vidra's first Premier League goal for Burnley. Uh, Aaron Lennon and Ashley Barnes with two goals were the other scorers in a convincing home win. Excellent. And I'd, uh, I'd take another Matty Vidra goal as well. That would be nice. Um, so let's talk about... Oh, do we have to? Yes, we're going to have to. Let's talk about the manager. Uh, well, yeah, Bournemouth's another club which has kept faith in their manager. And Eddie Howe is currently the longest serving mm. top flight manager after leaving Burnley in October 2012. Mm. Uh, it's closely followed by Sean Dyche who was appointed as his replacement at Burnley just a couple of weeks later. Yeah, I'm quite surprised he's still in his job, actually. I think a few weeks ago, didn't they? they were, well, both Deitch and uh, Howe were linked to being favourites for the chop, weren't they, not so long ago? And I think Deitch seems to have very much relished from that criticism and has thrived, whereas Howe's still treading water a little bit. So um, just a quick pause in that, Dave, because I'm, I'm interested on this theory. Do you think how do you think Bournemouth would sack him, even if they went down? Or do you think he literally is, is like not just going to get sacked? Part of the furniture, perhaps. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's one of those. The, I mean, the 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 owners have put money into the club. Uh, they obviously have had faith in Eddie Howe. It does come to a point sometimes, though, where you think you need a, a fresh face and a, mm. a fresh set of ideas. And it, it it might be one. I think I think of all the clubs, they're perhaps the one that's perhaps more likely to hold on to their manager if they go down. I think there's other clubs who would. Uh, uh, very quickly uh, change the manager. I think Bournemouth might be one who possibly um, would stick with Eddie and give him faith, certainly at least the first half of the season, to try and get them back up if the worst happened from their perspective and they did go down. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, OK, let's move on then. Why don't you give us some head-to-head stats, please? Yeah, we've uh, got the head-to-head, the overall, overall home record for Burnley against Bournemouth, um, and that stands at played 16, won 9, drawn 6 and lost 1. That's a win percentage of 56.3%, and that's slightly better than our overall home average win win percentage of just over 50%. Uh, When we look at top flight matches only, there have only ever been three previous meetings at Turf Moor, uh, played three, won two, drawn none, and lost one. So that's a win percentage of 66.7%. Excellent. Okay, well then turning to the game at the weekend, who is going to be our man in the middle? Yeah, Tranmere Rovers' most famous celebrity fan, the experienced Mike Dean, is back with a whistle at Turf Moor on Saturday. His only other Burnley match this season was our 2-1 defeat away at Arsenal back in August. Uh, Mike Dean recently reached a milestone when he took charge his 500th Premier League match and he's also issued 104 red cards in that time. That's more than one every five games. Um, He also featured on the Peter Crouch podcast this week giving some interesting insights into life as a top-flight English referee. They played a clip of it in the uh, half-time break for the, uh, I think it was the Man City-West Ham game on uh, Radio 5 on um, uh, last night when the when the match was on. I've not listened to the whole thing, but I did hear the clip. It's quite interesting uh, listening to that. Um, if anyone wants to go online and uh, listen to Peter, Peter Crouch's podcast. Um, and Chris Kavanagh will be the chief video assistant referee in the Stockley Park studios on Saturday. Excellent. Celebrity fans. Um, and then finally, our new feature for the second half of the season. Who are, and I think I know what the answer to this is going to be, who are Bournemouth's celebrity fans? Uh, yeah, I've got to be honest here and tell you it's been a real struggle to find anyone famous who's credited as being a Bournemouth supporter. But this is the best that we could do for you. 
Uh, first of all, the name of TV and radio presenter Jane Middlemiss kept cropping up. However, when I checked into this further, it turns out that she isn't a Cherries fan at all and only used to go to matches as her former boyfriend did. So that just leaves actor Seth Rogen, Jamie and Harry Redknapp and Adam Lalana's dad. Adam Lalana's dad. Excellent. <laughs> I like it. Um, so did... I, I did dig further. Oh, did you? I go ahead. This is exciting. Yeah. Uh, I, I was struggling for inspiration, so I reached out and asked the folks at the Up The Cherries podcast, and they also mentioned uh, Alex James from Blur oh. and Matt Tong, who apparently is the drummer from Block Party. And that's it. Honest. So if you know any more notable Bournemouth fans, listeners, then do let us Excellent. know. Excellent. I do I do think, and, and I'm going to win no fans down on the, the coast for saying this, but it kind of feels like people who support clubs down there support Southampton and not Bournemouth. I don't know. Southampton seems to be the trendy club down there, doesn't it? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, when we, we, <laughs> we did that when we went to the Southampton yeah, game. We obviously mentioned them, the uh, Southampton celebrity fans, yeah. yeah. Fine. Okay, well then, um, let's finish the way we always do with our game summary, Dave, and delve into that bank of stats and give us the bonus miscellaneous stat of the week. Statman Dave's stat of the week. Yeah, hopefully I've got a doozy of a stat for you this week. I think you'll uh, like this one. Uh, Burnley and Bournemouth met at Turf Moor on the 25th of October 1997 in a match that ended 2-2. In this game, Burnley's player manager, Chris Waddle, scored the Claret's opening goal just before half-time. And it was future Burnley manager and current Bournemouth boss, Eddie Howe, who scored the equaliser for the Cherries just before the hour mark. As far as I know, this match is unique as two different Burnley managers, that's either past, present or future at the time, scored for opposing teams in the same match. And not only that, as an interesting aside, would you believe that Mike Dean was also the referee for that past meeting over 22 years ago in what was his first ever match involving Burnley? Wow, Dave, you have outdone yourself this week. What a fantastic start. Both of them. That's crazy. I, I, yeah. I've sneaked two in as well. I know. I, Dave, I've given up trying to control you. I really have. Not that I would want to, but you know what I mean? It's like I try and keep you in line and you just, you're rogue. You go rogue, my friend. And I've gone rogue. You yeah. know what? It's your show. You can do what you want. I, I just sit here and, and conduct it. I'm just like the man in the middle. Uh, no, they are really, really good stats. So, um, yeah, if anybody does know any any other ones, but certainly in terms of, of managers scoring the same game, I think you'd be very hard to hard press to uh to beat Dave there. But yeah, that's a fantastic stat. So well done for that one. Just I guess before we move on to, to have a look at the second half of the season then, Dave. I mean obviously on paper it looks like it's a game we should be winning. Um, you know, we're riding high with confidence. They're really struggling. What's your heart telling you about the weekend? How do you think we'll do? Um, it's it's one that we still have to take very seriously. I think that there can sometimes be complacency. I don't think there is from the manager and I don't think there is from the team. I think it's actually more from the supporters in the stands that it's like, oh, well, it's only Bournemouth who do really well against them usually. It's going to be a, a, a walkover. I'm not saying everyone's like that, but I think there tends to be a, a groundswell of um, that sort of attitude towards these sort of games. I think we can never um, take any team for granted in the Premier League, home or away. Um, it's one that we would definitely really like to win, but we're going to have to be, um, you know, at the races to in order to get the three points on the Saturday, the same as we are for any Premier League game. So I think it's a case of going out there, getting a really good start. Um, I'm going to predict us for a win. I think we're going to win, and I think it might be 
Um, 2-1. I think we might just struggle to keep a clean sheet. I think it might be 2-1. Yeah, that's interesting. I was going to say 2-0. I have the opposite. I don't think we'll, I think we'll be able to keep a clean sheet. Um, something we touched about briefly on the, the main show on Tuesday, um, assuming that Chris Wood doesn't make it, what do you do about the strike force? Do you play Vidra and um, Jay up front together as a two or do you slightly change formation? It's an interesting one, that. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd be tempted to play them as a two. I think I think he, he came in, he played most of the game, did uh, uh, Matty Vidra on uh, Saturday. It's not like he's just come on for uh, 10 minutes and grabbed a winner. He played from about 20-odd minutes, wasn't it, when uh, when Chris Wood went off. So um, maybe he's, he's, he's right there for a, an, another start and uh, getting a full 90 minutes in the game. And yeah, I'd be tempted to play play two strikers. Um, I don't think there'll be too many changes in other areas of the pitch. I think we know how we set up. Um, unless there's enforced changes, then we're not likely to uh, to make any other changes. I think he's not going to want to rush players back in. There's talk of possibly um, Johan Berg-Gubmanson being um, on the edges of getting back in as well, but I don't think he'll go into the starting lineup. I think it may well be a case of we may well finish with the team that um, start with a team that finished at uh, Southampton last Saturday. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Uh, so, what do you think? Do you think we'll win? Do you think, you know, what's your score predictions? Why don't you get in touch with us in the usual channels or just for speed, especially if you're on your way to the turf listening to this? Um, tweet us your score predictions. It's at no, nay, never. Fantasy Premier League update. Okay, so as ever, we'll finish off this week's preview show with a look at the Fantasy Premier League, the much-coveted, highly competitive league that shows our listeners who's got the best managerial experience. Now, I'm going to let you go on talk us through the movers and shakers at the top, but I do need to give somebody a shout-out for this. So I'm going to hand over to you, and I'm going to jump in when I run into. <laughs> that sounds ominous, doesn't it? Okay. <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, well, we did provide a mini fantasy Premier League update last week. Um, we were halfway through the game week because of the split matches of the uh, break. Um, we could only give a partial update, so we've now completed game week twenty six, and we can provide some more detail this time around. Uh, our top three is unchanged: um, Bennett Howarth, John Sutcliffe, and Tall Paul have kept their top three positions in that uh, in that order. They're our top three um, in the table at the exactly, moment. Exactly, and that is where I jump in and see something. So, Tall Paul, I did not know this, but I in fact know him. Um, we have, um, I was away the weekend before, so the weekend of the Arsenal game um i was away in nottingham playing in a poker tournament down at dust till dawn and um, i see paul top paul a lot at poker tournaments he's a fellow burnley fan we run into each other in a lot of the same tournaments he's a lovely lovely guy he always stops and has a chat and i know he's a long time listener of the um of the Non and Never podcast and he we were chatting away and he said oh I'm Tall Paul so all of this season we've been singing Tall Paul's praises about being top of the Pratt Fantasy League and I did not know that I knew who he was so how's that for favouritism I uh, well actually I think we're about to come on to showing and demonstrating categorically that I've had no influence in Tall Paul's success this season but I do believe that he um, is part of a um a fa- some kind of a fantasy football league or club or social group and they are pretty much fantasy football experts so um I said to him at the weekend I was I was gonna give him a shout out Paul well done there you go shout out from me but also we need to get you on before the end of the season just to give us some um, hints and tips and tell us more about your 
professional fantasy football league or whatever it is you do. You see, I remembered most of it, Dave, and then I forgot it was. So there you go. Please do carry on and, and tell us how the rest of the league is doing. Yeah, well, uh, looking looking at your team, Natalie, and the fact that it's dropped uh, back into the bottom three, you, you need all the help you can yeah. get. Um, I'm looking at the state of the injuries to several players in your squad, and I think some transfers are desperately needed. I, do you know what? I think I've kind of given up. I, 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 I keep forgetting. I didn't even know I had injuries, and, and just I haven't looked at it for a couple of weeks. I'll look after this, I promise. I'll try and do something for this weekend. I'm going to sign on right now as you're talking our listeners through and see what I can do. Multitask. Yeah. Multitask, uh, see, on air. People can give me help on air. Uh, well, I was impressed with myself this week uh, as I managed to outscore all of the other t- uh, managers in the top 10 in our league. Um, and that's without playing any of my bonus chips. And that, But it only moved me up five places. I'm up to 130th position. Uh, meanwhile, Richard Steele is currently in possession of the No Nay Never FPL pyjamas, which are a perk given to the leading manager from this season's No Nay Never podcasters. Uh, they're not really. I made that bit up. But wouldn't it be great if that was actually a thing? Oh, my God. I'm genuinely stunned then. I stopped typing to sign into my account. I was like, uh, sorry, what now? None and ever pyjamas. I was like, I literally leave you for a week and we suddenly have none and ever pyjamas. I I need to get those. Who was it? Who was? Oh, I get it. Richard Steele from the main podcast was saying that Ben Gibson wears Middlesbrough pyjamas in bed. Is that exactly. where you got that from? Oh, exactly. Dave, you're too clever. You're too Continuity. clever. Continuity. Continuity central. I love it. I love it. And I'm just I'm just not sharp enough for you, Dave. I need to do better. Um, okay, let's uh, let's move away from my team because it's rubbish. Um, um, what about the dream team this week? Who who were the, the players in that? Uh, well, we spoke about him already. Matty Vidra, he scored nine points last week and actually doubled his tally for the season. He's up to 18 overall. He hadn't obviously had too many opportunities prior to that. Uh, and that earned him a place in the dream team this week. Uh, with Chris Wood going off injured, uh, Nick Pope stretched his lead as the highest scoring Burnley player for the season to date. Uh, Arsenal's Nicolas Pepe, with 17 points, was the highest scoring player across the two weeks for the last round of matches. And Kevin De Bruyne continues to ride high at the top of the overall rankings as the highest scoring player of the season. Excellent. Okay, so I think that's probably all this week. I'm just still looking at my ridiculous team at the same time and I don't even I don't even know how I'm going to check this but yeah I've got Redmond McGinn Wood Sterling Kane. oh my days Kate no I don't have Kane Kane's on the He's bench, on the bench. Mm. oh Christ on a bike yeah I need to have a look at that team uh well I will do that listeners I will go ahead and I will uh I'll have a look at doing some player transfers and and using them lucky chips that Dave mentioned before. But we will give you another Fantasy Premier League update in next week's preview show as we start to move towards the business end of the season. Who's going to hold their nerve and win the coveted title of the known and ever podcast league champion? I just don't know. Maybe maybe I'll make a final surge up the table and I'll take final glory. Who knows? Statman Dave's quiz question. And finally, Dave, let's leave our listeners with this week's quiz question, please. Yeah, this week's quiz question is, uh, Burnley and Bournemouth played out a nil-nil draw at Turf Moor in April 1996. But after Burnley goalkeeper Wayne Russell was sent off for a professional foul in the 76th minute, which outfield player took the gloves 
and saw the resultant spot kick strike a post and rebound to safety. Oh, I feel like I know this. I feel like I remember this, but I can't... I... That's a good one. I feel like I'm going to give some thoughts. I feel like I know that game. Um, well, why don't you t- tell our listeners how they get in touch and give us their answers, Dave? Yeah, the best way is to get in touch. Uh, first of all, you can send us a direct message on Twitter. That's at never. Uh, you could also email us, podcast at never.net, Or you can also reply to the post for this preview show we're going to put up there on the No Nay Never Facebook page. And we'll reveal the correct answer at the start of our next preview show, which will be ahead of the away trip to Newcastle the week on Saturday. Excellent. Well, that's all we have time for this week, listeners. And we wish you all a safe journey to Bournemouth at the weekend, whether you're travelling from afar or you're just walking down the road. Godspeed to all clarets making their way to Turf Moor to cheer the boys on. Let's bring those three points to carry on up the table and into you never know a Champions League spot Uh, my thanks go to uh, producer Matt for knitting all of this together and producing what you will be listening to right now to band Joyce and um, also actually I've I've just realised I never give a shout out to producer Matt's boss who did our voiceovers for and who says it's Friday night Um, and forgive me I don't know his name and I don't have the notes in front of me so thanks to producer Matt's boss for our voiceovers um, and to Ban Joyce for the music that we use for the show. Um, my main thanks, of course, go to Statman Dave, Dave Roberts, who just puts in a phenomenal amount of work for this show and it's just fantastic and I, I love it dearly. I cannot wait to record next week. Thank you very much, Dave. It's always a pleasure to have you here. Oh, yeah. Th- thanks, Natalie. That's uh, it's, it's great to be back every week. It's uh, one of those things that Hopefully we can uh, do every week and give people a bit of insight into the game. So uh, hope people enjoy it. Excellent. Yeah, I thought I'd lost you then for a minute, Dave. I was like, hello, where are you? Um, but my thanks as ever go to you, the listeners, for downloading and listening to the preview show. Your support is very much appreciated and we would not be here without you. We will be back on Tuesday with the main show to hopefully analyse a fantastic three points at home to Bournemouth. And Dave and I will be back next Friday previewing Newcastle away. Um, this has been the preview show brought to you by the Known and Ever podcast. Until next time. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.